Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 5 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. Good evening. Welcome to Eye on the Future. This is Season 5, Episode 11, and today is Thursday, May 27th, 2021. I'm your, uh, one of your co-hosts, Paula Plaka, along with our in-house spiritual guru, Jim Elkin, and our resident psychic extraordinaire, phenomenal life and relationship expert, Lady Fontaine. She is known as America's number one love psychic. A warm welcome to those of you watching us live on social media, such as Facebook and YouTube. We welcome your comments below in the live streaming. Be sure to check our Facebook page for details, where you view the show, and much more. Since we are live streaming, and for those of you who don't know, James Elkin is our in-house spiritual guru. James, do you want to give a little wave? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, the, uh, the Zoom is not um, getting into the full frame here. I will work on that. As the show progresses, I uh, promise you we'll have some visuals up shortly. And Lady Fontaine, in case you're wondering, she's the one with the pink headphones. They give us a wave <laughs> to nobody that can see you. Uh, remember, if you miss a show, you'll be able to catch up with us at any time on our YouTube channel or listen to us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or any podcast distributor. Please visit our YouTube channel and Facebook page called Eye on the Future Radio Show. We've got a jam-packed show tonight. And as we announced on our last show, we are all offering a 50% discount on our services to listeners and viewers. So stay tuned for this show's secret code to take advantage of this limited time offer. Our phone lines are open. Our switchboard is starting to light up and we want to hear from you. We'll be taking your calls tonight throughout the show at 319-527-6216. That's 319-527-6216. Call us tonight on the intriguing topic of the law of attraction or any other topics you would like to discuss. We're here to answer your questions. Don't forget to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and like us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. A quick reminder to callers, please have one question for Lady Fontaine. For general questions like when will Bill call or when will I get a new job, please visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com and she can answer all your questions and concerns there. Since the show is your brainchild, Lady Fontaine, I want to turn the mic over to you. Well, thank you, Paul. And I'm a little bit nervous tonight because we had so many problems last week. And <laughs> uh, like you said, Mercury is retrograde. So let's keep our fingers crossed. So um, again, I want to welcome all the viewers watching us live. Um, and we've had some really loyal followers on Blog Talk Radio through the years. So a warm welcome to all of you guys. This is only our third time streaming live, so, um, you know, bear with us. There's still a few things that, as Paul said, we're working on, but we're really excited that you're watching and listening to us live. So um, before I really get started, I just wanted to do an all points bulletin call out um, to anyone who might know Juan O'Savin. 
And if you do, please email me at info at ladyfontaine.com. If Juan happens to be watching or listening or you know him, please have him contact me. I want to interview him for a different show. And also, um, I've been asked to be involved in, a, in another type of show. And if anyone's out there and knows who person is and knows what kind of show that is, kindly reach out to me. We might have a place for you on the show. But back to the more important stuff on Eye on the Future. I'm sorry, I'm trying I to wanna... the video. <laughs> All right, well, while you on? do that, I'm, 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 I'm trying to scroll through my notes here and figure out what I'm, what I'm supposed to be talking about. So, so anyhow, this is important because on our last show, you know that I admitted to you guys that I, I, I experimented on you with that hero instinct thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And remember I said I thought it was a failure, but. I was watching it back the other day and I realized it was not a failure. It was a success. And I'm going to tell you why. Jim, you did not respond positively. You just kind of said, you blew me off. You said, no, I I don't have time to work on the trailer. So you didn't do the hero instinct. And you basically said you had no endearing thoughts, you know, nothing, you know, uh, it's like same old, same old. But Paul, you did respond in a positive way and you did help me. And when I was listening to it back, I was saying how, you know, um, you're supposed to have all these feelings and all this stuff, these endearing feelings. And then you jumped in and you said, well, I do have endearing feelings for you guys, you know, as friends and colleagues on the show and all of that. And you went on to explain exactly what I was trying to explain so I believe that the hero instinct does work, and I believe it was a total success. And the other thing I want to mention is that one of the dating experts that I had talked to for the last show did email me, and he did say there was something, Paul, that you had said that he said isn't actually true. You had said that you thought it would not work long distance and that it would not work if you were physically apart from each other. According to this dating expert, he said, It doesn't matter if you've met, if you haven't met, if you're at a physical distance, if you're close by, it doesn't matter. It will work. The uh, the clincher is that the person has to be receptive to actually do it. And then they get the feelings that you had, which were feelings of, you know, I, I feel important. I feel happy. I feel valued. I feel validated. So before we move on to the topic for this week, I just wanted to make mention of it because I thought it was really great. And then there's one other thing because I had so many technical issues last week that I didn't have a chance to really talk about. But you read a phenomenal testimonial from a client of mine, and I wanted to make a comment on it. The first thing I want to say is that The couple has had remarkable success in a very short period of time. And I have to say, honestly, that their story really warms my heart. And they're an amazing couple, and they've really become really good friends of mine. So I'm so happy that their marriage is renewed, and I was able to help get them back together. I knew that they loved each other. I mean, it was so clear in what I was hearing, and I wanted to help them both realize that they had not fully run their course. And the important thing that I really want to stress about that particular testimonial from last week and the story is that finding love 
isn't always so easy. So don't throw it away. And what I want to say to them, because I believe they are watching or listening to the show, is that I very much appreciate their trust in me, and I'll always treasure their amazing love story and their friendship. That's a really sweet story. I'm glad to hear um, some good news come out of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a crazy show last week. It really was. But we made it through. Yep. It was a little crazy last week, but this week everything seems to be uh, back on track. I've got the video rolling. Um, whew, that's a... <laughs> but well, we don't have team. a background. Do we have a background uh, for other people, like that fancy um, background? No, I don't think on the individual cameras we do, but uh, we have a background for the full oh, the okay. full show. So maybe okay, next week so... we'll we'll dig into that. Well, okay. we're always happy to hear these success stories with your uh, amazing coaching techniques. So anyone who's listening that has um, benefited, please uh, give us a call in and, and, and let us know if you've had some success. We'd love to hear the good stories. Uh, you and Jim often throw out tidbits of phenomenal advice that are memorable and effective. And several times I've taken the advice you guys give here on the air and I've applied it in my own life. Good. So I'd love to hear from other listeners too what, uh, what success they've had. And I'm really looking forward tonight because uh, this is a really big topic for me. I'm excited about this. Yeah, me too. It's actually one of my favorite topics of all time. I'm surprised we haven't done a show on it before. And the one thing I do want to mention on the law of attraction is that my techniques are way different than the average law of attraction techniques. So I'm very curious, Paul, because you've mentioned a few times that you have a few things about this that you want to talk about. So I'm very anxious to hear it. Yes. So, well, for me, uh, personally, I've always said that I'm an idiot magnet because of the people <laughs> <laughs> I draw into my life. And I was mm-hmm. wondering how to stop this because my antenna is somehow broadcasting um, this frequency of some sort that is bringing these people into my life that I don't want in my life. <laughs> but now, when you say idiot, what do you really mean? Um, just people that I, I guess... Uh, without being cruel, uh, we have different perspectives on how to do things. I'm talking very specifically about a group of people that I partnered with for some business. And um, it's, it's, it's a question of, you know, one person saying the sky's blue and one saying the sky's green and just, it's just different perspectives on things. And um, I'd like to find people that are more in tune that kind of uh, would fit better with me uh, with some of these joint projects that I need partners with to not be arguing over the, the, the simplest of things where you're, the perspectives are just so different that you can't even agree on something that could be argued as just cold stone fact where you're like, no, that that's blue. And, and the guy's still telling you, no, it's green. <laughs> Well, to me, that reflects some confusion that's going on inside of you. Otherwise, if you had a very clear, clean-cut idea of what you wanted, you wouldn't be drawing in these types of people. So that has to be a reflection. Remember, your outer world is always a reflection of what's going on inside of you. So something within you is drawing in these people. What my gut feeling is, because I sometimes watch the interaction that you have with people on Facebook, and I think you kind of like the, you know, the, I don't know if it's the challenge or the goofiness or the playfulness of some of these people. And I don't know if they're the people that you're referring to or not, 
Um, but, you know, I kind of think a part of you likes that. And then the other part of you wants more of this crystal clear, um, how do I get and how do I manifest in my life the things or how do I even get the support from people around me that I truly want and need? And I think that's the part you're missing. And that is a reflection of you not giving the support to yourself. Okay. All right. That Jim, makes sense. Jim, do you have any? Oh, he's probably still. I have yeah, no idea still, what, you're, what you were talking okay. about because no, I was that's talking all right. to a caller. <laughs> all right. That's all right. We'll, we'll check in with you later. But are you back? Are you on the air now, Jim? No, I'm not talking to you. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) All right, well, whenever you decide to speak with me, you let me know. I'll let you know, okay? All right, but that is... Lady Fontaine? Yes, yes. I'm back on the air now. Okay, so what I was saying to Paul is... (laughs) Paul, Paul was saying that he draws in idiots. So I'm telling, to, I'm telling him that the outer world is a reflection of what's going on inside of him. And uh, what I really see in his interactions, like on Facebook, uh-huh. and, and I don't know the people that he's uh-huh. really referring to, but I think a part of him likes all that playfulness and goofiness. And then Definitely. I think this other part of him really wants, that he wants the validation. He wants this crystal clear picture and image of, and support from people around him. Mm-hmm. So I said to him, the only way to get it is to give it to yourself. It's got to start with him in order for him to be able to reflect it. So something, and, and we could talk about this throughout the course of the show, especially as I'm bringing up things, Paul. I want you to interject if something resonates with you. But as we're, as we're starting to talk about this stuff, um, you know, I'm hoping you get an aha moment, but to help Paul right now, do you have any thoughts or suggestions that might sort of give him a little bit of clarity? Oh, well, um, one thing I've noticed that silly and goofy people don't have is the ability to see the other person clearly. You know what I mean? Ah, I like that. I do like that. So, so what does that mean to you, Paul? What he just said, what does that mean to you? Are you seeing your friends or these people all as goofs and not really allowing yourself to see that maybe they have more to offer? Um, it I'm could be the sure. other way around. It yeah. could be the other way around, whether they see you clearly. Because they're yeah. so busy involved in their goofiness, they don't know who you are. And yeah, that's... but that's because he doesn't know who he is. Otherwise, they would not know who he was. Otherwise, they would know who he was. Well, uh there's one side might like the silliness and the fun, that's the you know the boyish side, and the other side who really has deep inner needs might be looking for someone who hears him, who who actually pays attention to his needs and his moods. Am I talking for you, Paul? I'm sorry. No, you're uh, adding some uh, welcome um, perspective from a different angle. Hmm. Um, um, can I, I just I, I, interject with one with one uh, technical issue? No, it's a technical issue. Somebody just told me that they only have video on YouTube. They don't have audio. It's getting there. Things things All are right. uh, Mercury retrograde <laughs> is is, uh, is really messing with me tonight. I had to restart the whole video end of this. But, oh, okay. okay. All right. I, I can't answer these people right now. They have to figure it out on their own right now. Yeah. So, All right. I'm sorry. Because I don't, Wait. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> Use the sign language. Wait. 
Oh, is that what that means? Wait. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Well, I I think, uh, you know, Jill is definitely uh, correct that there is a a very playful side of my personality. And when when boys uh, slash men uh, play with each other, what ends up happening is um, for women, and especially like, like my mother when she was still with us, would be shocked at how I would play with my friends because men have a tendency to show affection by being brutal and just really teasing each other mercilessly. And she would get on, on Facebook and say, what are you doing? That's your friend. Don't talk to him like that. I'm like, and guys don't say, I love you. They say you idiot. Yeah. So that's definitely right. a part of my life where right. I, um, I have a lot of friends that it's a, a lot of, um, you know, you're, you're busting each other's chops a lot. Um, but when it comes to a professional situation, um, that's not a part of my professional relationships for the most part. There's some playfulness, but when it comes to partnering with somebody and having shared goals, um, I have some problems attracting the people that, um, that I feel like I need to get things done. And I find that, you know, like I said, it's the most basic uh, perspective issues where they just don't get you know, they don't understand what you're saying and they don't see it the same way. Um, and it's, it's been a struggle. Well, one thing I do want to say to you, Paul, is we talked a while ago on the air about doing coaching and or reading on the air. I want you to schedule coaching with me privately. I mean, somewhere along the way, we'll fit in some fun to have on the air. But I really want to work with you on that because I do think it is something that you are either resisting or not clear on that I would love that that really needs some work um Jim do you have any other thoughts on that not yet no maybe Jim you could give me a a, a little remote acupuncture and and sure yeah I have my voodoo doll right here. <laughs> Can you think my chakras are all messed up? I need, I need help with my chakras. Oh, I do, I do chakra balancing, so I could fix that for you. There you, you. go. Please. You go. I know there's a problem. <laughs> I got all kinds of problems. Well, right now it's, it's uh, Mercury retrograde. And for the people who have been texting me, telling me that they lost audio and only have video, Paul, can you explain what you did and how long it's going to be until things maybe look a little bit better? Yes. Um, right now, I am working on a program called OBS, and it is streaming out to five different um, social media platforms. And for some reason, the whole thing shut down, and I had to restart. And each one of those social media uh, accounts, I need to sign in again um, oh. in order to, uh, you know, I have to do the password again on each account in order to start up again. So, so I think I have at least want, uh, do three you or want, four do you have, Oh, all right. Do you want Jim and I to talk for a while and you could do what you need to do? No, just play some circus music because I'm juggling right now. I feel like that's it. I got it. I got it. Oh, yeah. Play. No, that. No, play, <laughs> play, play, play a love song or something. <laughs> all right. That's good. And just give us a minute.
can't be texting right now. Okay, I think. I've got four out of the five accounts um, running with the video. All right. So let's, let's just move on, and I, I should be up. Uh, All right. Um, should be up and running soon here. All right. So um, I would like to um, open up tonight's show with a, a short quote, and it's a little bit dif- different than a typical law of attraction quote. And actually, I put this on Facebook not that long ago, and it really resonated with me, but it's really more about trusting the process. And the reason why I, f- I felt that that was so important right now be- is if you don't trust the process, um, you're not going to be able to draw in anything that you really desire. And it's not about consciously thinking about it. It's about just trusting the process. And you'll see as we go through the show um, really what I mean by that. Um, so I'm actually looking for the quote and it's short and sweet. Basically what it says is don't worry about the people God removed from your life. He hears conversations you didn't saw things you couldn't and make moves you wouldn't. And what that really means to me is that whatever happens in your life, instead of resisting it and trying to fix it and trying to, man- trying to manipulate it and do what you think is the best thing, trust the process. Go with the flow of things. See where it leads you because most of the time it's going to lead you somewhere better. And there's actually a story that I did, well, uh, never mind. We've got, we're, we're running behind. I'll, if I have time at the end, I'll share the story. But, um, you know, what I always tell my clients, for instance, is that if they're, for instance, in a relationship or if they have a, a particular job and they get laid off from the job and they're really frustrated about it and they're, they're you know, cursing the world and they're doubting everything – I basically say if you're supposed to be together with this person or if you're supposed to have that job, you would have it, that this particular path is opening up for you for a reason. And what I really would like people to realize is if we trust the process, let me tell you, it takes you a lot further, a lot quicker and a lot into a lot better places than resisting. And sometime we'll do a show on resistance because resistance is one of the biggest hindrances to any success that any of us could ever have or want. The more we resist, the more we fail. Jim, do you have anything that you could add to either trusting the process or resisting? Well, um, uh, for starters, sometimes trusting the process leads to something that doesn't feel good. And that's sometimes that's what you really need at the moment. And it's also the path, the way that it's going to take you to a better place later, or it's going to teach you the lesson that's going to take you to that better place later. Um, so just because you trust the process and it didn't work out the way you wanted it to means you haven't waited long enough. I agree with that. If you, and what I always tell people, it's the outcome that matters. Yeah. You know, and I, I, actually that isn't true because I believe it's, it's the, the, you know, it's the journey, not the destination. But 
when you're trusting the process along the way, there are going to be hiccups and burps and there mm-hmm. are going to be things that don't go your way, just as Jim said. And I agree with that a hundred percent, just wait it out and continue to trust the process because if you're not doing it, then a lot of the things that we're talking about here aren't really going to manifest for you or make sense because it is about, you know, if we go back to Paul's scenario, if I do coaching with you, Paul, and you, um, you know, you say, okay, so I need four steps that will help me get back on track. And I give you four steps and you do the steps, but you don't trust it. You're going, yeah, right. This is really going to work. Is it going to work? There's a quote by, I think it's by Henry Ford. And it says, if you believe you can, or you believe you can't, you're right. And that's the answer to everything. It's the answer um, to everything. It's truly what you believe. And that's where my techniques, Jim, go ahead. In the Way of the Peaceful Warrior by Dan Millman, he has Socrates. Oh, I remember that book from 30 years ago. Yeah, he makes that beautiful statement. He says, how many people have accomplished anything by saying I can't? Right. Right. But it's really, I mean, that's that's where my techniques for, for the law of attraction are so different. I deal with the beliefs. I really dig down to, let's assume that, um, you know, you want to win the lottery, but you never win the, oh, man, I listen to myself. <laughs> Maybe I'll come up with the answer to win the lottery here. Hey, all right. But, <laughs> I got my pen. But, Hurry up. <laughs> but what, what are the numbers? Remember, what are the numbers? I was once doing a seminar, and somebody said to me, how do I win the lottery? I said, by not wanting to win it. Because again, that my famous words about wanting, whatever you want, you're going to keep away because you look up the word want in any dictionary, it means lack of. But equally as important to that, when you're dealing with um, having this, you know, like fascination with all this wealth and whatnot that you would have if you won the lottery, What's that voice inside saying? Is it saying, oh, baby, yeah, come get me. You know, I'm getting the Jaguar, the Porsche, the this and the that, and the mansion on top of the hill. No, in reality, it's going to go, holy, sh- holy crap. What happens when what happens when I really win? What am I going to do? I mean, you know, I- I'm scared. I'm this and I'm that. And those are the things that I deal with when I'm working with my clients. And that's what I meant about polarity, that if they they want the wealth and they've got that poverty uh, mentality, that's what's holding them back. Another another message they're saying is probably, I don't want this life that I'm living, which is the same. What is your subconscious here when you're saying, I don't want? Yeah. It's hearing, I want. It it doesn't know. It doesn't, yes. Bingo. Yay. <laughs> it's true. Clarify it that, though. Clarify that. Your subconscious well, does not understand the don't. It's, it's like a five-year-old. When you tell a five-year-old not to jump on the bed, what do they do? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a 12-year-old. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> don't jump on the bed. Your subconscious doesn't hear the nut. They hear, it what a great understand. idea. Let's do that. How do you feed your subconscious what it needs to? Positive uh, messages. Go outside mm. and play. Do okay. other things. You know, have fun. Oh, okay. you know, 
shoot a gun, put your eye out, stuff like that, but don't jump <laughs> on the bed. <laughs> See, what, the way I would deal with it is why, why, do, why are you jumping on the bed or why do you want to jump on the bed? Get down to the nitty gritty. And mm. then when you understand what the motivation is, you resolve the issue. Clearly you haven't worked with a five-year-old. <laughs> Clearly I haven't. You're right. <laughs> and I'm thinking this is what I do with adults. What do I know about a five-year-old? <laughs> so what would you do with a five-year-old? Well, There's not said. a whole you lot make, of difference. There's not make, much difference. You make the positive <laughs> suggestions about other things. You say instead of, instead of jumping on the bed, you make positive suggestions. Let's have some ice cream. Let's have some lunch. Let's do something outside. Let's go play in the playground. You know, those kinds of positive things, which, are for, which move you in the direction you want to, which is why uh, the, the focus in, in trying to win the lottery could be, what would I do if I did win the lottery? How can I plan that? And, you know, what, what, what kind of money would I give to charity? What kind of things would I sponsor? What kind of people could I help? You know, messages like that that are very, very rich and, 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 and valuable that would move you in, in a positive direction. See, now, where I think that would come in really handy is with subliminal messages, because then then your conscious mind isn't doubting because it doesn't even know that it's receiving it, unless you're listening to a subliminal tape or something. But um, you get subliminal messages, there's no resistance. If If we're having a conversation right now, and I'm telling Paul that, oh, you're going to start drawing in the most wonderful people and they're all going to be supporting all your projects and everything's going to be crystal clear. What are you going to be thinking, Paul? You're nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Well, after this lovely discussion, I would hope that I would be thinking positively, but my knee jerk would be like, yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh So, but, but but I think the subliminal messages will sort of get past that resistance Uh, my techniques but my techniques which i will work with you with are going to help you realize why you're holding yourself back okay jim what were you going to say nothing that's good oh well this reminds me here we we definitely uh we have a few ads running in various places and and, uh, we're trying to to reach out and offer our services um, for a discount. So we're looking um, for a social media manager. So we're going to positively put that out that we're looking for a person (laughs) who can uh, do regular posts on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter for us and be responsible for posting graphics and social media campaigns Uh, during the show would help with uh, screen callers. And uh, sadly, there's no pay yet, but you do get access to Lady Fontaine for either psychic advice or life coaching, which I'm going to be taking advantage of. And plus, it's great exposure. It looks great on your resume. And um, it is uh, everything we're doing here uh, is really fun. And um, there's a lot of different careers um, out of uh, broadcasting and uh, working with screen, you know, screen calling and video production and all this stuff that we're doing here. Um, they're, they're really good life skills to have. So if you're interested, please email us at radioshow at ladyfontaine.com with your qualifications and contact info. And Lady Fontaine or her assistant star will contact you if you are the right fit. So, okay, I'm sorry for the diversion. Getting back to where we were, I think uh, we had a quote here um, 
Well, I wanted so, to give you an example of a caller that I had the other day and how it played into that quote, that he really trusted the process. But could I add something that's really, really important to what you just said, that we really are looking for a social media manager, but we need help in screening these calls. And we're also going to be able to offer whoever does the screening um, on airtime if they want it. So I just wanted to add that in. I think you said it, but I wanted to emphasize it. <laughs> so, all right. The other day I had this, this gentleman call me, and he was a truly amazing first-time client, first time I ever spoke with him. And he, he's, he was involved in a same-sex relationship. And I got to tell you, this guy had it all together. Everything I said to him, he said to me, it's exactly what I do. I was ready to hire this guy. But what really, what really, 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 uh, really resonated with me and drew me in about this guy is that he knew his own worth. When I was saying to him that one of these gentlemen that he was asking me about, um, I immediately picked up that he was in another relationship. And he said, he's married. And I said, well, you know, he might be married and, you know the the whatever sense of the word but he's not i said he's got more than one foot out the door and he said yes he knew because he's been chasing after him for about a year but he said he's keeping him at a distance because he wants him at that point when he's free and that's not what often happens a lot of people call me and they're in this entanglement or they're you know i mean it's it's a mess but this person really had it down pat I mean, in a nutshell, in a nutshell, he really understood what trusting the process was, but what also the law of attraction is, because when you know your own worth, what are you going to draw in, Paul? You're going to draw in what you're what you deserve. You know, right. if you're, you're going to draw if, in somebody who knows your worth and treats you with respect and appreciation and gratitude, et cetera, et cetera. And this guy had it all together. And it's something that, you know, I, I work with my clients on a lot. But, man, if I could clone this guy <laughs> and somehow bring that awareness in how you really do your inner work. I mean, you know, I think that he was dealing with struggles like we all do when you want somebody and they're not available or you want to be in a relationship with somebody and there's obstacles. But he was dealing with it not losing that perspective of who he was. And that's right. really what I want you to really, really sort of develop that person in yourself that you want other people to be for you. I want, it all starts with you. We were talking about it last week about loving yourself. You can't draw in a relationship unless you love yourself. It's the same thing. You can't draw in those people unless you're reflecting that within yourself. It's right. always a reflection. So those are parts of you that we need to work on. But in the meantime, you know, until we do, you could be working on it yourself. Right. <laughs> At least Good think definitely. about it. Like I would say, make a list of, of what those qualities are that you're wishing that somebody would, would give to you. The same thing in a relationship the same thing. I have people contacting me all the time that say things like, um, oh, well, you know, he doesn't call. He doesn't text me. He doesn't respect me. He doesn't, 
you know, ask me, you know, how I'm feeling or whatever it is. And that's because they're not treating themselves. They're not putting themselves up in the pedestal. They're not treating themselves with the respect that they're hoping or wishing that somebody would treat them. If you, in order to get that, you have to treat yourself with that same level of respect or value. I think that you, you've, kind of got caught in what you said before about guys, you know, we, they just goof around and, you know, they say all these things to each other and that's a validation to you that, yeah, they like me and yeah, I'm part of everything and yeah, I'm important. And that's why you're drawing that in because that excites you. And that's, that's like a passion in a way, even though you want that other crystal clear piece and that will come. That that's, will come, well, that's the difference we, between social interactions and, uh, you know, more business-sided things where uh, I hope I'm attracting playful uh, people that, that can take a joke and, and they're not so sensitive. They can, you know, those are my friends that I have that you, you see those interactions, but you're not seeing the interactions that are driving me crazy on the business side of things where um, it, it's a different thing. And I, Do I you think, want to talk about it? Um, yeah, and we could talk a little bit about it because it's, uh, you know, I don't want to be specific and I, I'm definitely, uh, I don't want to trash talk anybody in my professional circle, so I'll keep it vague. Um, but you know, I, I entered into a partnership with a, a bunch of uh, guys, uh, to work on a, on, on a project together. And when we got to the final steps of the project, um, some of the members of the group decided that, um, it was their artistic license and uh, it was a, uh, a creative process to continue uh, changing and altering the, their parts of the whole. And so for me, I, I was uh, really shocked because I've done this process several times with other groups of people. And when we got to the final steps, we basically just executed and recorded uh, the, 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 the parts of our, our separate parts that made the whole, but there's a certain point where you, um, you stop creating and you document. So my, my, my shock was like, wait a minute, we've, we've never discussed this or we never went over this. And the members were like, no, this is a creative process. So we're going to continue altering things as we see fit. And I said, well, my part is based on your part. So once you start shifting the foundation, my part doesn't make any sense anymore. It doesn't fit the whole anymore. And they, their, you know, their idea was like, no, it's fine. And it's like, my perspective is, you, you know, you're shifting the foundation and their perspective was, no, I'm just painting the wall a different color. So for me to treat myself with respect, I very politely and professionally backed out of the situation and said, um, I, I no longer want to be a part of the group, but I will finish my part. If, if you guys feel like continuing to alter and create, I won't fight you, um, but I, will, I, I don't want to be involved in the discussions. You, you do what you think you need to do um, and let me know when you're done and I'll come in and put my part in at the end. And they said, no, nah, we don't want to work with you anymore. <laughs> so, oh, they said that? Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's All like, right. I, I, I feel like I, I did, um, I respected myself uh, to be very clear and, and very kind. Your boundaries. Yeah, I was very kind and professional about it. It's like, I'm sorry, we have different perspectives and this doesn't work for me because I, I built my, my part on yours and you changed your part um, at the last minute. Like it, uh, that doesn't work for me. So you need to find somebody that that's all, they're okay with that because I'm not. 
All right. So, so could I tell you what I see in that situation? Please. All right. So I see a person who feels like, and the person is you, a person who feels like they're not being heard. And also oh, a person always. that feels like, <laughs> bingo, that's what we're working on. That's what we're working on. Yeah. And, and also a person who feels like he's not being respected for yeah. what you're bringing to the table. Those are the pieces. See, it's, and you, you just said always, that's always what happens to you that you don't feel heard or you don't feel, well, is it? I mean, I, I feel that bingo, we nailed it. That 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 is probably one of the, yeah, that's one of the core issues I've struggled with in my life um, from my childhood. Um, My, um, my upbringing was very, you know, I'm I'm, uh, Italian. So there's a whole, um, you know, children are, are to be seen and not heard kind of aspect of, of growing up mm-hmm. Italian. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, with my family, I struggled with um, being uh, criticized or yelled at. And as soon as I would try to defend myself and explain something, I would just be told to shut up and go to my room. So that's something that has stuck with me my whole life. So I have a tendency to over explain myself, but I always feel like I'm not being heard or understood. It's just a, uh, a core problem I have. Right. It's a core belief and, or a core issue. And that's what we'll, we'll be working on when I work with you. I mean, I don't want to go into, you know, major details here, but I wanted to show you how, how really simple it is to identify what the issues are that are holding you back from bringing the things into your life that you truly desire. And Jim, when you had asked me earlier today about polarity, That's what I was talking about. And doesn't that resonate with everything that we always talk about on this show? I'm sorry. I was, I was screening callers. So I missed that part. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, do you want me to repeat it? Uh, No, it's okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I I, I get what what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Um, So in any event, um, I, Paul, you and I will work, but that, that's how I work with the law of attraction, that there are things that hold us back from really drawing in the things that we truly desire in life. And those are the areas that I work on with you and with and any of my clients, because until you get those resolved, it doesn't matter. You can pick up any book on the law of attraction and there's going to be, you know, you have to believe it. You have to visualize it. You have to think it. You have to this it and that it. But if that little voice mm. in the back of your head is still saying, eh, eh, ain't going to happen, let me tell you, it's not mm. going to happen. And right. you go into, you don't realize it, but like, well, you do, because you said, and you recognize that that's a core issue with you, that you're not being heard. So that little voice inside is whispering, they're not going to even care. They're not going to listen. Do you think they even want to hear what you have to say? But those, <sighs> that's the inner voice. And that's what we have to work on with you. So, right. um, but in the meantime, have fun with all the guys that and do that part of it because okay. you shouldn't lose that kid side of yourself. I think that's really important. We just need to sort of chisel out and fix some of the other parts. Right. Some of the well, hard parts, the broken parts. The broken yes. parts yeah. Yeah. Yes. How do you, how would you feel about taking a call now? We're uh, definitely warmed well, we, up we're not following any kind of any kind of uh, format here today so go for it who do we have on the phone today 
So we have uh, Lisa. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, I'll let her explain for herself. Hold on. Okay. Lisa, you, you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Hi. Hi. Lisa. What's your story, Lisa? What do you got to tell us? Hi. Hi, Joe. I recognize this We're... voice already. <laughs> oh, you know each other. I know, oh, Lisa. Yeah. Oh, my God. So are you calling sure with a question? What? No. I just wanted <laughs> to, like, add to my experience with you, Jill, and Ooh. if that's what you want, you know, or you know me, I always have a lot of questions. <laughs> well, you can ask questions. You can do whatever you want. This is your moment. This is your five or ten minutes on the air, so go for it. Okay. So I've been listening to the show and the caller you had previous so I was relating a lot to that because you know I've done a lot of um, psychic work with you and then moved into the coaching and um, I couldn't agree more with what he was saying as far as uh, I was kind of relating a little bit because of the always feeling like you're never heard. My mind were for different reasons, but I can't emphasize enough how much the coaching has helped me and how resistant I was to it. Everything you guys were saying, I was, was I'm going to use one of your words, Jill, resonating with me. Um, so anyway, I um, agree with everything, all of that, and just wanted to say that if anybody's thinking about doing the coaching, it's a great thing. And it has helped well, me tremendously. I, you know, I've known Lisa for, I don't know, 15 years. Uh, oh, 14 I, years ago, 14. I found okay. you as a psychic. Right. When I was going through a really bad divorce. Divorce. And yep. you helped me with that. And you're, don't. You know, you already know this about me, but the times that I was thinking, oh, yeah, she's, you know, this is not going to happen. And every (laughs) single time it did. And I know I'm not the easiest student, Jill, because I know there are times you really wanted to, like, give up on me. But And then three years ago I moved into the coaching with you, which um, has helped unbelievable. And you know, just trusting the process. I, like I tell you all the time, I hear you in my head all the time. Trust the process. Trust the process. And and you anyway. do. At this point, you do. Yeah. But could I share yeah. on a very high level, I'm not going to get into any detail, but could I share that at the beginning what of the year? What recently happened? Well, yeah. yeah. Or do you want to share it? Well, I didn't know if you wanted me to share an um, experience example but I definitely think what has happened transpired the last four weeks or so in my life is just it's unbelievable it's amazing and has, I mean it's amazing yeah. I continue but, to but at the beginning of the year day. right but at the beginning of the year Lisa had like uh, or actually in December she wrote down um, three wishes and two of them, and one of them was so unbelievably, you know, that's like wishing that we're going to win a half a billion dollars in the lottery. Yeah. I mean, what are the chances right. it's going to happen? Everything lined up against it for the past how long? Two or three years or however long it was lining uh, up against it. 
Um, and I said, yeah. And I said to Lisa, it was going to happen. And it did. <laughs> I mean, it happened and better I, than I even anticipated. Oh, my God. And let me just throw this in again. I didn't believe it. but <laughs> Right. Of course you wouldn't believe amazing. it. <laughs> no, I, I do. I mean, I, you know, I wouldn't keep talking to you if I didn't. But, um, I mean, you can, you can, I can share even the details about it if you want to kind of. I think it would be great if you don't, if you don't mind doing it, that would be great because it's a phenomenal story. Well, okay. Just to take a step back, it was a couple of years that we were dealing with, um, you know, kind of a volatile relationship with my son and his wife, things moved very rapidly and a child and then a second child and then a falling out where uh, I literally had not seen my son or my two grandbabies for over a year and a half. And Jill did a ritual for me. Um, December, Jill, or January? December 21st. Um, Yeah. And like you said, this was the one that we're thinking I had been working at my job for 13 years that something happened there um, where I I don't want to say I lost my job but um, I was kind of forced out and so everything was just looking really bad and she did this ritual and I kid you not my one son was supposed to get married some things came out about that where he didn't it brought healing with the other son. And I told I her it said, would. The second she was hysterical about what was going on. I mean, literally one week before the wedding, they called it off. Yeah. And, yeah. and she was really, she was freaking out. And I said, this is, this yeah. is it. This is the moment that's mm-hmm. going to change everything. And I told her yeah. to text her son and just say, the wedding is off the wedding and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I remember he wrote back and he said, okay. And I said, God, you could have said like, thank you for letting me know <laughs> or something, but that and changed two everything. Days later, two days wow. later, he sent me a text, reach out to me. We want this to stop, reached out to his brother. And then uh, I went, hopped on a plane, went and got reacquainted with my grandbaby, <laughs> one and two years old. And, had the best time, and while I was there, I got a call for my dream job, and I'm like, I can't even believe all this. It's happening. Bingo. It was unbelievable. <laughs> like I said, I still pinch myself every day. I can't even, I just, uh. but in the end, then the coaching has helped tremendously because it is really true. If you work through some of the stuff from your past and all of that, that how much that helps. It's, so, Lisa, it's, if I can I, interject here and ask, what changed with you um, internally, and what did your 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 perspective? Yeah. How did what changed there that helped make this manifest outside? Yeah, just ask Jill. What to, yeah, everything because how, how did you make that change on the inside? And I though I stopped resisting, and I just started believing and trusting and. Um, we work through I a lot of issues. You. There's a, there's psychology, yes. there's psychological techniques that I use. I mean, my background is in psychology and I use some, I use a lot of inner child work um, and other things. And Lisa is tough. Let me tell you. Oh, I'm tough. a tough one. I am. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the first to say it. But 
I remember a year ago, like, around Mother's Day, like I said, I was estranged from this one son who Jill knows how close I was prior to that. And it was devastating. And I would just, like, Mother's Day would be approaching. My 60th birthday was approaching. And I just like, oh, maybe tomorrow's the day I'll get a call. Maybe tomorrow's the day I'll get this. I'm, like, just wanting and just, like, you know, practically, like, just nothing, nothing, nothing. And then when all this went down, it was just, like, even when I text him and said, you know, the wedding's off, I didn't expect what I got. I mean, I still am just. I did. It's just, I don't even know how to explain it. But I have done a lot of work with her. She's done a lot of work for me. And I just, you know, she's taught me so much on how to just let it go and just let it fall into place. And I could Trust ask the her process. the outcome. I did not have asked for a better outcome. But but we had to remember through a lot of her like issues. ten years ago. Things she would tell me and I'd say after it all kinda panned out and happened, I would say, I didn't believe you, Joe. That I know. was gonna happen and it all did. I just but now I and I, I can't even like I said, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just that it's a great feeling when you can get to that level of just like trusting and believing and knowing and but but lisa made it a lifestyle change i taught her a technique that i'm going to teach you paul and it i'm not going to teach you here because it it takes time i mean i when i do coaching like lisa and i have done three and four hour sessions but typically i say it's 90 minutes but it rarely is 90 minutes oh um but but she made it a lifestyle change. And one thing I'm going to share with you, and I might have mentioned it somewhere along the way on the show before, is that a big part of the technique that I, I teach, and it really changes you tremendously from getting into the victim mode to really being in an empowered mode, is anytime you, you experience an emotion other than love, blissfulness, um, joy, happiness, It's a clue, and it's a clue to help you look inward and fix yourself. And then I have steps involved and a a technique to help you do that, and that's what I'll teach you, and that's what I taught Lisa. But what Lisa got very good at doing is everything. She'd be at work, and something would annoy her, and she would right away start doing her work. All right, so what's the yeah. what's the emotion that I'm feeling? What is this trace back to? Oh, it's, you know, my mother and my sister, my aunt, my uncle, my brother, whatever it did. And she immediately worked on those things. And then you get like this aha moment, and it's crystal clear. Yeah. And then that results, and you shift, your energy shifts. We were talking about, I think this last week, about energy frequency, but your energy frequency shifts. So you no longer need those experiences. And that's the true law of attraction. Because when you shift, everything around you shifts. 110%. I would tell Jill that I work through something. I'd be in the market. I'm like, I don't know why everybody is saying hi to me and looking at me. <laughs> and waving. And, and I'm like, all this other it's stuff. freaking and- me out. <laughs> and I said, I'm kind of like a hermit, you know. I don't really like all this. And then... I'd be all of a sudden drawing in all this, like, 
And I'm, it's amazing, but honestly, you do have to kind of keep on top of it, but it's not hard. You can just, it it's pretty easy once you learn how to do it. It's like, I don't even, yeah, like I said, I can't say enough good things about it. She asked me for a long time to do coaching with her, and the biggest regret I have is that I didn't start sooner than what I did. I just would, you know, to call her and talk to her psychically, but um I started the coaching about three years ago, and it's just, it's great. I love it. And that doesn't <laughs> mean that you, that things don't go wrong. You know, crap happens. Exactly. But, but there's a way to work yeah. through it, and, and yeah, Lisa exactly. did. And she did a really great job. I mean, I'm really very proud mm-hmm. of you, and I'm very happy for the way things have played out in the past, Yeah. you know, few I weeks. I mean, it, it's, it was it's painful. Amazing. There was times... I'd say to her, I'm calling, I'm calling my son. I'm just going to give in. I'm going to go beg to cry, whatever. No, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. You know, see my grandbabies, this and that. I, it could not have played out more perfectly. So I guess, you know, can, can we um, uh, benefit from the law of attraction without doing the, the deeper work of uh, breaking out of some of these cycles because, you know, your life presents you with the same situation over and over until you do the work to, um, we're doing it all the time. Right. But yeah. Can, can you still, but we're just attracting stuff we don't want. Bingo. <laughs> I'm yeah. an idiot man. That's right. what I said. <laughs> but exactly. is, is there a way to use the law of attraction to at least get some of the things that you're, you're trying to attract or do you, do you have to do the, the, all the hard work first? I mean, what's the... I believe you have to do the hard work. I think what Jim Me was too. resisting, what Jim was resisting today when we were talking about the law of attraction, I think was what you just said, because if you don't do the work, you're just perpetuating the same cycles. Jim, right. was that what your concerns were or was it something else? It's, it's, it's kind of on a, a, on a, on a bigger scale, um, that uh, people who are like spiritually evolved that I've run across, they don't like to use any kind of magical type of uh, approach to anything. They don't like the idea of attracting or, you know, and a lot of, a lot of what magic, you know, that we, that we can really practice is, is, is really wrapped up in the law of attraction. Um, And they don't like to do that because there's a balance in the universe. And so when you move something with your mind from one place to another place, what you're really doing is you're making a vacuum there that the universe has to fill with something else. And that's true in your life as well. So it's a little bit, uh, uh, I mean, if you do the work first, then it makes all the sense in the world because you've already gotten rid of stuff that you don't need and therefore you've made room for things. But, uh, but uh, if, you're, if you're doing magical work, if you're like trying to attract your Lamborghini, uh, uh, it might be a different story because if you succeed in doing that and you, and you haven't, you know, really done the spiritual work behind it, it could be very dangerous. You, you may be actually making a debit from your karma account. Which, well, well, how come there's so many douchebags that are driving Lamborghinis then? <laughs> I can't, I can't lives, believe they can't all be spiritually running. evolved. I mean, most of them aren't as far as I can You're tell. You're right. <laughs> past life work. Past lives. It's all in the past. Yeah. Ah. But you're their right. day will come. I yeah. think their day will come, though. And I always it's, feel it's, that. If it's not in this lifetime, it'll be in another yeah. lifetime. It's the scripture. How are the mighty fallen? Yes. You know, 
Yes. There was one thing that one of you guys said. I don't mean to take up all your time, but I just want to say one more thing. It's like um, I think it was you, Jim, who said that sometimes it it's not real pretty what you have to go through to get where you want to go. Right. And like when Jill tells you it's a gift, I want to say, really? You think this is a gift? It is because now I look at, I, I mean, after going through it and experiencing it, like, and I said, and this isn't the only situation, the one I just told, you know, told you guys about, but cause there's other things that have happened for me also, but, um, you do have to kind of go through some of that to get to get to the whatever, if you want to say the other side of it or whatever. But um, yeah, yeah. So well, Lisa, kind of work at it. Lisa, when I when I was a young man just out of college, I used to pray for strength and wisdom, and that was the stupidest mm-hmm. thing I've ever done because <laughs> strength and wisdom aren't aren't granted. You're you're given yeah. the experiences that you earn your strength and wisdom. And those things come with a price. Those things come through very difficult times, but I I now have strength and wisdom, but it it wasn't like I opened up a present and Christmas morning and there they were. Um, Mm -hmm. Man, do I go through some hard times to acquire those things. But you you know, know, try, try wishing for patience. It's yeah, even worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. everything that tries your patience is going to come your way until you develop yeah, it. Yeah, they say never pray for patience because no. you'll, you'll trust me, you're going to have to work at getting it. Yeah. But my feeling is that um, our souls, like, you know, for those of us who believe in reincarnation, um, if we come back here to experience the exquisite emotions and that part of our soul doesn't differentiate between the good emotions, the bad emotions. I mean, when I have clients that are like the most stressed out, a part of me is going, yay. I mean, you're here and you're doing what you promised yourself you were going to do. I mean, this is exactly what the soul wants in spirit. You know, it's like when you're in a dream and you're going from one thing to another, to another, to another, you're not experienced that intensity that you experience if it's good, bad, or indifferent. What I work with clients is I would like them to have those exquisite good moments, but in spirit, I mean, there's no judgment. So who's, who's judging if it's good or bad? Really, mm-hmm. we are. And that's from our perception of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, how many times... You said bad emotions, and I was about to say, I don't think there are any bad emotions. You're right. There aren't. I mean, in reality, I mean, there are, think of even the Bible, and and Lisa's funny because she always says, whatever you say, Jill, there's a quote in the Bible that says basically the (laughs) same thing. Because I was raised Catholic, like strict Catholic, and then I, you know, they don't really study the Bible a lot, but I studied it a lot after, you know, my last few years, I've, you know, delved into the Bible a little bit. But I told Jill, everything that she talks about and she, like, teaches, there's such a parallel with all of that. Like, biblically speaking, there really is. And I've sent her stuff about it before where it's like, this is exactly what you were saying, you know? And, yeah, it's there's a lot of uh, no accidents. I used to tell my kids there are no accidents. 
And there aren't. There's, there's no, I don't believe in coincidence at all, and I don't believe in accidents. Do you guys? Jim, yeah. you don't. You don't, of course Jim, not. do you? Of right. Course not. Paul, do you? In accidents? Or coincidence. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I do. I think I believe in, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on the fence. I think that sometimes, uh, you know, uh, things happen for a reason sometimes. And sometimes it's just like, well, it, it's, why did that? How I don't, can that you know. be? How okay. can that we'll be? That you, some, right. How could that be though? That sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I just, sometimes. I think like there's been some experience, like, you know, when I was a kid, I was reading a book on my front doorstep and some crow took a crap on my head. And I just, <laughs> you know, that's, there's no reason for that. I want to know what the book it was. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe it was a book I shouldn't have been reading, right? See, karma. <laughs> or a magazine, even. Yeah. You're the karma chameleon. This is karma crow. <laughs> he he laughed at me too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I yelled at that bird. I was like, "You rotten!" And he was like, "I had a TV gun." <laughs> but anyhow, Lisa, I do want to thank you for calling in. I really appreciate yeah, no it worries. and for sharing your stories with us. I really appreciate I it. I know. I could, I mean, I you know me, Jill. I could go on and tell a million more, but um, I think hopefully pe- people got the idea. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> no, I appreciate thank you oh, calling. Thank you so much. Thing. Oh, go ahead. I want to add one more thing about Jill. If anybody is thinking about doing any coaching with her or anything she is the kindest nicest most generous person and she loves her clients and will treat you very well thank you thank you lisa (laughs) thank you so much this is all great information and um this is definitely the topic of the show law of attraction and how to get get there um it's not a simple path um, so Jill, what should our listeners be aware of here that we haven't touched on yet? You, you said maybe they're holding on to something that maybe gets removed from their life or. Right. Well, you know, I mean, first of all, awareness, and I don't know how to, I'm going to ask Jim to, um, to explain awareness. awareness. He could probably do it better than me, but that's the most important thing. You have to be aware, self-aware. Hmm. Okay. So the two different things. Oh, uh, well, could you hit yeah. on both? <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a, there was a, 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 a nice story about a Zen master who was uh, visited by one of his students and the student came in, it was a rainy day. He came in and he, and he uh, takes off his shoes and, and puts his cane in, uh, against the wall and he walks in to see the master and the master says, which side of your shoes did you put your cane on? And the student said, I don't remember. And the master said, you're not aware yet. Go back. <laughs> so that's awareness. It's like just being in touch with what's going on around you all the time. And self-aware is, of course, to observe yourself as you operate within your environment. It's not just, <laughs> it's not just being like in the, in the moment with yourself, it's actually watching yourself as you're going through whatever you're doing, as you're responding to things and reacting to things. So what I often mention to clients, and, and Jim basically said that, is have that awareness of yourself. So 
let me give you an example because I get this a lot from, from a lot of clients because <clears throat> I get a lot of relationship issues. So let's assume that you're involved with someone and either they stop calling or stop texting or um, they are inconsistent in not reaching out to you or they're downright treating you unkindly and you tolerate it. I have many, many women that come to me and men as well that it's like a revolving door and it's with the same person. That person does something, you know, goes out and dates someone else, marries someone else, and then comes back to them and they leave that door wide open. So what is that message, Paul? What is that message that we're sending out? First of all, how do we feel about ourselves if we're allowing it? And what's the message that we're sending out to the universe by doing that? Yeah, I think if you're, if you're going through those cycles and it's, uh, it's repeating over and over again, there's, there's something that needs to be um, addressed. There's something that you need to really do some detective work on because it, it, the older you get, the easier it is to see the cycles where you're like, I don't understand. Why does this keep happening to me? It's like, because you didn't learn your lesson the first time. Well, that's true. That is true that it will keep happening until you figure it out. Um, yeah. And that's the thing. Like I have clients that say, Oh, I don't want to deal with my past. And I'll say, well, your past is, is going to keep haunting you until you decide to deal with it. Yeah. And it will, unfortunately, yeah. because we've talked about this on other shows where um, a lot of our problems develop in our childhood because parents, you know, and they're not being mean, but they're trying to raise kids. You know, they want us to be good, responsible children and, and, and behave and everything. And let's assume that, you know, you're watching a scary movie and you're terrified and you're screaming or crying and the parents just walking by, Oh, stop it. Stop crying already. Stop yelling. There's nothing to be afraid of. But in the meantime, you're terrified immediately that internal process starts going on and is saying, who do I trust? Like I'm scared, but mommy's telling me not to be scared. And that, that not trusting yourself begins in your childhood. Why are you laughing, Paul? Does that sound because familiar? You're, you you're, do touching, that with your you're touching on one of my biggest core issues I had as a child. And I didn't want to turn this show about into all about me. <laughs> well, I promised you one time we would do that. So today's the night. Next week, continue. Paul goes through therapy. <laughs> when I was a young child, I had some, some friends across the street that were a little older than me, older boys, so I, I, I wanted to be cool like them. And um, we were watching a movie called The Blob, and my mother was in the kitchen. <gasps> I with... remember that movie. Great movie. <laughs> well, my mother was in the kitchen with the, the other kid's mother, and she's like, what are you watching? And, and we're like, it's, it's a monster movie. It's The Blob. And she said, and my mother was a very um, insistent, nagging kind of person. And throughout the whole uh. movie, she kept on saying, you know, or she's yelling because she's in the other room. I don't know why you're watching that. You're going to have nightmares. You shouldn't be watching that. You're going to have nightmares. You're going to have night. And sure enough, that night I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I was so terrified. And the movie, right. it, it, it's one of the most low budget, stupid things yeah, in the world. It's really the plot a terrible was like movie. A, piece of, right. a chewing gum. There's nothing to be afraid of. But because my mother, the person that I trusted more than anybody in, in the whole world, insisted that I was going to have nightmares. 
Uh, she hypnotized you into it, man. You saw a lot yeah, of and, and like I, I was—I've never been more afraid of anything in my life. I couldn't sleep. I, 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 you know. And then my parents were mad at me because I told you so. And if you don't oh, get back no. to bed, you know, you're going right. to get a spanking. So. Oh, my gosh. But those are all the cycles. That's why we're all so screwed up. Right? Because we've it's all like... had experiences like that where we're not honored and we're not validated. Right. And you said, what could we be aware of? And those are the things that we could be aware of. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. kinds of things. Even the awareness. What are they always, you know, the biggest chunk of, of any sort of therapy or any sort of healing is to be aware and it is right. the beginning. I mean, unfortunately, I have, well, I shouldn't say that because most of my clients that come to me for coaching are ready. But I've had a few people that are very resistant and very much in denial. And it's not an easy, you know, like if you're in denial, it's not an easy road because no matter what I say, no matter what I bring up, no matter what I psychically pick up, you're going to resist and say, no, nope, that didn't happen. I, I right. had a friend once who told me, her life was like the Donna Reed show. Well, let me tell you, she wouldn't have had so many problems if her right? life was like the Donna Reed show. I mean, I don't know. How many people know what the Donna Reed show is? Oh, well, look it up. I'm sure there's some, some YouTube somewhere. video. A 1950s, beautiful, easy life. Right. Yeah. Of, of a wonderful family that's supportive and loving and, perfect. you know, yeah. right. right. And, Watch and, Pleasantville. You'll get the idea. Yeah. The movie. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and obviously none of our lives are like that. I mean, you know, 90s, what, 97 or 98% of society deals with codependency. I mean, you know, we're all, we're all messed up. And, right. and well, the only is, way- isn't dysfunction a complete misnomer because that's the norm. Like who, yeah. who has a functional family yeah, the, who goes yeah, home for Christmas or, Easter or whatever and, and doesn't have tension yeah. and emotional problems. That's yeah, you have to be very careful. Yeah. You have to be very careful when people are saying normal versus uh, healthy or, you know, right. That's because true. normal doesn't mean a good thing. It means no. just, you know, the average. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and unfortunately, is, most family dynamics are dysfunctional. I mean, right. it's, and Jim brought up a good point. I like that term, healthy, instead yeah. of normal, because there are no normal family environment. The normal is dysfunctional, unfortunately. Exactly. <laughs> right. And it's yeah. true. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody that was like, uh, I, I don't have any issues with my family. I don't have any issues with uh, my former relationship. It's, it is normal. But like Jim said, not healthy. Um, but that's yeah. how we right. grow, right? We, we we wouldn't grow and evolve unless we had those challenges to overcome. But not everybody does. That's the thing. Not everybody does grow and learn from the experiences. That's why they have repeating patterns in their lives. It's like, knock, knock. Is anybody home? You right, know, yeah. I mean, until you get it, it's going to keep hitting you. And And that's truly for the work that I do with clients. It's the easiest thing when they're in the middle of having repeating patterns because I could you know, zoom right in. And that's right. why I do it the way I do it and not in traditional therapy anymore. Um, because, you know, like as a therapist or psychologist, you have this little box and, you know, you can't tell people anything. I'm a psychic. This way I guide them right to the issues. And in five minutes, just like I said to you, I heard your story and I knew right where we need to work. Right. And I would rather do it that way than spend four years 
in you talking about things in order for you to get that awareness that, oh, gee, nobody ever hears me. So I, I brought it to your awareness, and now I will teach you a technique that you're going to help heal those experiences from your past where nobody heard you. And then that you have this internal shift that happens. And then suddenly in today's world, you're going to start being heard and you're going to start being valued. And you don't have to do anything else. You just need to do that inner work. And that to me is truly the key because look, if you look in any book about the law of attraction, like I said, you got to believe it. You got to visualize it. You've got all these stuff. If you don't, if you feel like nobody hears you, I don't care how much you visualize, how much you believe, how much you anything else, what's the likelihood you're going to bring it into your life? What you said you wanted, which is these crystal clear, wonderful business relationships that support you and work. But I have to bring up one thing. What did you say last week about this show? And working with Jim and I. How much I enjoy it. Yes. And you drew this in. So there's got to be some like positive thing in there somewhere. And you're very valued on this show. And you're very appreciated on this show. And your creativity and your knowledge and your everything is like, you know, we're sponges. Like, you know, we're just eating it all up. Um, yeah, it's it's mutual. I feel the same way about you two where I'm I gain so much from doing it. But so so there is a part of you clearly that has the ability to draw in something positive. Oh yeah. I I I I, I do have lots of good things too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be worried about you if you didn't. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I I I'm an idiot magnet for uh, some things, but you know, I have a really good relationship. I have a great child, you know, it's a uh, I don't have much to complain about. <laughs> no, and you do have a very sweet child. You do. I love the way when we do rehearsals, he always has to come in and say in. hello. Oh, I think <laughs> that's so cute. But it really is, and that you let him do that too. And I could see the love between the two of you. Yeah. And I could see that even on your posts on Facebook. So obviously there's a lot of good stuff going on there. It's just a matter of, you know, a few tweaks here and there that we'll yeah. work on. Yep. So do we have any callers since we're not really following the script? Um, today? <laughs> we, we, we do. Um, um, here's Lisa. Uh, Lisa's called in before, so okay. we'll be having a returner. Oh, hi. Lisa, Hello. welcome back. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Thank you. So you got to get closer to your microphone or something. Yeah, we can't hear, hear you. you. Okay, I'm trying to get my earbuds, and it's not going to work because I just put some airdrops in. <laughs> okay. But anyway, pop, how's this? Is this right better? I, got, I, I have the phone way up to my mouth. Is this better? Yeah, that's better. This, oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. I'll go ahead. So tell us I, your story. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I... um. I'm listening to the discussion, and I am thinking of my question. My story is my son, who's in heaven, he's an adult son. He's been he's been in heaven now for yeah, I know. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Yeah, I am too. Thank you. 
So he um, gave birth. His his person that he chose um, to have his baby gave birth. And now my grandson is six years old. And my grandson lives on the opposite end of the state from me. I um, do not like his mother. I hate how she raises the kids. She has a ton of kids by other men, some of them in prison. She did become a nurse. She's very smart. Uh, But she treats my grandson as um, like a minority. It's just horrible the way she treats him. And um, I... She, she, she's, you know, I mean, she has shut me out of his life at times. And I've called her and said, look, you know, I'll pay for counseling. Let's go to counseling to try and iron this out. I don't want to win. I'm not, I, my big concern is his safety. You know, she neglects them. She puts them in unsafe situations. La, 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 la. So we've had those kinds of dramas. I can live wherever I want now. I work at home. I work remote. And I'm doing okay where I can afford to move. And I know my little grandson, since the pandemic, I haven't seen him. I'm planning to go pick him up and spend some time with him, with his mother's blessing, take him camping or whatever. And I can live there. You know, I can relocate and move. I asked her where I should move uh, within their vicinity and she told me 50 miles away. She named the city. And I said, that's very expensive there. She said, yep, very smugly. Mm-hmm. She said, yep, it's more expensive than Phoenix. So, I mean, I have, I don't know. I know I can move right there. Um, I'm just torn. You know, I'm torn. I mean, if it doesn't work out, I can always relocate. But I'm just, I want to be there for my grandson, but I don't want to have a bone of contention between she and I. We rarely you know, see each other. And I, I sent her happy tidings for Mother's Day, but um, it's difficult. So what is your question? Do you want to know how things are going to work out? Do you want to know yeah. if and if where you yes. should move? Yes. 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 All right. Could yes. you give me, um, are you comfortable giving me the first name of your son and, um, and the, the, yes. the woman and the grandchild or any of the above, just so I have something to really zoom in on? Well, my son in heaven is Michael, and my grandson is Alexander, and the mother's name is um, Bridget. All right. Um, It's interesting because Michael is actually telling me, um, and let me tell you that when I started out, when I understood what my psychic abilities were, I was a medium. And that's something that I did for a long, long time before I did this work. Um, And he's, he's nudging you along. He's pushing you. And I don't know if you feel that, um, if you feel his presence, presence really pushing you along um, and encouraging you to either go there or build that relationship, but he's he's definitely on board with that. And he's actually even telling me that, um, you know, spiritually he's supporting that um, in a real grandiose way. 
So I encourage you, and, and this is what I feel you're not doing, is you're trying to please everybody, but you're not being true to yourself. And it shouldn't really matter what anybody else wants here. Um, first and foremost, you have to figure out what you want. And when I look at your energy, I do feel, um, I would say, almost like an emotional tug of war going on inside of you that a part of you clearly does want to go there. But there's almost like um, it almost comes through like a fear or something that um, you have. And I think the fear actually is of pushing her away rather than the fear of her herself. Um, But it sounds like how much further could she push you away? I mean, she's really already doing a great job of doing that. So I would say, you know, start following your your own path here. And you do have a right to your grandchild, you know, to be building a relationship with your grandchild. And I actually do feel if you if you chose to relocate anywhere and, and you don't have to go fifty miles away. And you don't have to go and move next door to them. You could be five or ten minutes away or whatever really works for you. But, see, I'm I'm hesitant on this right now um, because I'm thinking that, you know, what we were talking about before about manipulating the outer world. And I really feel everything I'm saying to you. And that's that's like I have clients that start out as, psychic clients and then move to coaching. And I don't like to do psychic readings with them because in a psychic reading, it's the way it is in coaching. We can change anything and we can cause things to shift and change. And I really feel right now you're going to end up creating almost more of that tug of war going on in your life um, because she's resistant. She's very, very resistant. She feels very independent, and she feels, in a way, very entitled, but also very afraid. And I don't know if if you pick that up on her at all, on Bridget, but there's a lot of fear in her. Now, what was the actual relationship that your son had with her? Because it doesn't feel all that tight, even when they were together. I mean, was that a casual relationship, or were they really um, committed? Because it doesn't feel to me like they were committed. It doesn't. Well, I think, I don't know. I I live, you know, a whole state away from them. And so uh, I think she was an important person in his life. I know he wasn't having relations with anyone else. And, uh, um, you know, they, I think they fought a lot and had breakups. But I would only hear this from my other son occasionally and so I, he, they live together uh i i don't know um i don't think it was an easy relationship between the two i of would them. agree <clears throat> i would agree and i think where does that your way other she... son live sorry where does your other son live oh my my son my my second born lives uh three miles three hours away from from alexander wife... sorry from Alexander? Or from you? Yeah, he's got, he has, from me, he has too much on his plate to be able to be involved in Alexander's no, life. I'm, 
I understand, but I was suggesting that perhaps you could go and and be near him as an excuse to be near Alexander. If they were anywhere close, but they're not. Yeah, I don't know that. That's what I was asking. Right, right. Actually, where they live is more affordable for me than where my son lives. My uh, my second-born son lives in a, you know, he married a nurse. I mean, they're go-getters. She's a wonderful mom. She's popping kids out, which I love, and she's just... (laughs) She's the champion. She's got. She's the queen of the hill. You know, I don't have to worry about any of their household. But they live in a very expensive city, and I I thought about that. I have thought mm-hmm. about that, mm-hmm. and um, I'll just have to keep thinking and keep doing, and it'll. <clears throat> I'm sure it'll. No, you what I really up, you pick your, What I really want to suggest to you is, um, I think. You, have you been out there to visit them? Oh, tons. Not since the pandemic, though. Mm. Oh, oh, so that's the space. Okay. He, and I think I, I remember you saying that. Come, my little grandson used to come here every two weeks with me, stay for two weeks, because I was like a babysitter. She would look, and I that was great. I didn't care. I had him in a little preschool here part-time. I had him in a wonderful daycare situation, so when I had to work, uh, I, I mean, I, you know, he was, in, he had friends, he had, you know, best friends. Uh, it was like his home away from home. He hated to go home. And mm. I, you know, so I had everything set up for him here. He has his own room. He was decorated. You know, that was his space. Uh, this was his home. And we would call it our house. And we still do. I talked to him about it. And I said, when Nana moves, you know, you decorate your house, or your room the way you want it. And um, so anyway, so what's holding you back from doing it, from moving? Oh, it's like you, you saw, and I know I, I, uh, the battles that I see coming up because she really, you know, I see bruises on him. He's he's got other kids that are older in that house, and there's questionable stuff going on. I've. I've called therapists. I've my, you know, therapists that I've talked to have threatened to call CPS. I, it's just, it's just, it, but now he's very verbal. He's very verbal. She has and what is he telling drugs. you? Um, he's not telling me that kind of stuff. She has him on drugs. You know, she takes him to, now she takes him to a psychologist. I just hate what she's doing to him. You know, I just hate it. And I don't but, have, you know, I think you're kind of powerless unless you did, um, unless one of these um, therapists or whatever did contact, you know, child protection services. I mean, I think you really are powerless to to really get involved unless you could prove her. You know, it does not feel like the greatest situation. It doesn't. And remember, I, I said earlier on that I feel a lot of fear in her energy, and I feel that's what she's afraid of. She's afraid that if you came out there, that you would really see what's going on and step in in some way. And that's ultimately what I believe she's afraid of. Um, but I think you should follow your heart. I, I really do. I, I, I really, and Michael keeps on pushing me in that direction where. He wants you to get involved. He wants you to do the right thing. 
I think what happens, too, is she punishes him when he comes after he spent time with me for telling me whatever, because I always bring it up to her. I always tell her I'm in parenting classes, which is not true. I, you know, I'm, I see counselors, actually, about this and consult with them and show them pictures. You know, I take pictures of them and, um, you know, huge black eyes, body bruises. I was going to ask you about that, the, the bruises. I mean, that's not something you should ignore. Do you think it's her or do you think it's the other kids in the house? I have no idea what's going on. And when I ask him, when he comes and I'll ask him, and it's been since pandemic, he hasn't been here. Um, you know, he'll laugh it off and change the subject. And anyway, as I'm talking about it, it's just my stomach is, oh man, I, you know, I know I can't abandon him. I know I have to be there. I, I, I'm prepared, you know, I'm prepared to do that in the way of working with the system, trying to get, you know, but he gets the brunt end of it. I think she punishes him for telling me stuff. That's why I really do feel, you know, um, in the in the big picture of things, what matters, it's the child. It doesn't really matter if she likes you, if she's happy that you're there or involved, if it's going to cause you aggravation. How are you going to live with yourself if, God forbid, something happened to him? And it's already happening to him. It it certainly isn't a, a healthy scenario for him. Have, have you checked oh, with le- legal services to see if there's any custody? Uh, where over you can gain custody? and over and over again. Yeah, I've good. Private good. I've, yeah. I've called the police. I've talked to the police there. I've, oh, man, you would not believe what I do. Yeah. I, I have therapists I talk to about. I've taken her to therapy. So we can try to work these things out. She lies. And what happens? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. I, I, you know, you're not working with a stable person, but that influence on your grandson is tough. But she is the legal guardian and she is the legal parent and she is the biological parent. So all that, you know, I guess matters unless you could, you could really prove the abuse. Yeah. I don't know. I'm tempted to check your race, you know, and see about, I've listened to the other woman's story, you know, and maybe if I can afford you, you know, maybe talking to you and maybe I can get, you know, I I believe in manifestation. I've had some tremendous things take place and materialize in my life. Um, Maybe this is what I need to do, you know, and, and have it work out. Um, Obviously, if we look at all the things that we talked about today and even the things that I talked to Paul about today, um, you know, as you work, I believe, and this, I, uh, there was a, a article that I wrote probably 10 or 15 years ago. It's out there on the internet. Um, and it's called, you only need one person to fix a relationship. And that one person is you. And that goes for any relationship. Lisa talked about, a very dysfunctional relationship with her son and it wasn't her son that we worked on. It was her. So it's always you as you shift and change everything around you changes. Well, maybe, okay. Bottom line, maybe uh, working to become her friend, you know, I don't know. 
mm-hmm. and not it's hard i can't even look at her when i get near her cuz she's hurting my flesh and blood jim um, jim you gave a positive response jim what what were you thinking when she said that about being a friend i don't get a good feeling about it but i'm curious what you were thinking well i was i was thinking that one way to to uh, try to get access and maybe to help heal Alexander would be to get uh, Bridget to trust you. Um, because exactly. If, if, if Bridget starts to trust you, she might trust you more with uh, Alexander, and that would give you a chance to be able to remove him from the context and give him a, give him a, a picture of a world where it isn't this way. And, and if he just hangs on through whatever you can do, uh, you, you, you'll, you'll be able to you know, reinforce that for him. Maybe when he gets in high school and has some level of emancipation, you can take custody. Yeah, exactly. That would be the change for me is because I have been told to be her friend. Mm-hmm. And I vomit at the idea. And of when course. I'm around her, I just can't look at her. Mm-hmm. I'm so furious with her. And I, I'm handing him over, and he doesn't want to go. And I know it's normal sometimes for kids to say, I don't want to go. You know, I know it's normal sometimes. Yeah. But I, you brought up the question, what are you going to do if you haven't helped? You know, what if something happens? I wrestle with that all the time. Of course you do. That's why I really feel that for your own sanity, you have to follow what feels right for you. Um, I could tell you one thing because you mentioned doing coaching with me. Um, my rates are pretty high. Um, you know, I, I mean, you can call in every week if you want, and we'll try to get you on the air, um, you know, if you can't afford um, a session with me. But, you know, to really do the work and really see, there's a lot of things that I feel that we could change your, we could change in you. Because, again, remember what I said the outer world is always a reflection of what's going on inside of you. And this chaos is reflecting something in you. And if we could resolve that something in you, all this chaos goes away. And you heard an unsolicited um, client of mine call in and, and give her story. And she was in as not the same kind of situation, but a very... Um, tormenting situation to her with the relationship with her, with her son um, and her grandchildren and everything turned around. I mean, I see the pictures of a happy family now and it's an amazing thing, but it was all working on her. So, you know, check out my website. I mean, maybe there's, maybe, you know, you could do a session or two and we could figure it out, but I'm a firm believer and she is reflecting something in you. And if you could resolve what that is, if it's anger, if it's guilt, if it's um, hurt. And I think it's all of that plus some, but I, do you have guilt regarding um, your son? Hell yes. Mm. Who doesn't when they lose a child? I don't care how old they are. Yeah, but you're really carrying that a lot. I feel that pretty strongly in your energy. So what I feel you're doing is you're punishing yourself, and a lot of this has to do with that. 
And it doesn't mean that, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to always feel terrible about the loss of your son, but um, there are ways to deal with that guilt. Yeah. Jill, can I, and, can I and, break in for a second? Yeah, I don't yeah, mean to interrupt, but, um, you know, I, I don't have the same abilities that you have or the, the schooling, so uh, I'm coming from a te- uh, completely different perspective. But um, the way I would see it is uh, there, in these type of situations, um, you don't have a lot of control. Um, and, and the, the thing that I, I, I could see you maybe doing is not necessarily being her friend, but be a resource to her and take some of the pressure off of her. If there's abuse in the home and she's got more children than she can handle and she's got a difficult job and she's got multiple men that are, have fathered her children, maybe if you're closer and you're someone that she can count on without judgment and without you going to her and saying, my grandson said you did X, Y, and, and, you know, kind of call her on her, on her negative behavior, just be there for her silently and, and be a resource where she can count on you to take the pressure off of her. Um, and maybe that way you can minimize the abuse that's going on. I don't know. If that's just my, my impression of it is the, the more with, with the way the law works um, and the way people are, uh, I, I don't feel like confronting her is the way to go. And I, I don't feel like um, you being her friend is the way to go. Um, but just be there, be someone she can count on to take the pressure off her maybe. But how, you know, that how, but, that but how, but if I but how would you do it? Not, I, I would say if she, if she could move closer and be someone that's like, if you need help, with the kids, if you need help around the house, if you need me to run to the store and get you something, be a resource to her to take the pressure off of her, you know, so she's not, you know, living yeah. out this yeah. horrible yeah. house, you know. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, I've been encouraged to roll on, and, um, you know, it was a big step for me to send her happy kudos day on Mother's Day, but I did it. And I Good kept you. doing it, you know. Yeah, well, I'm trying to make the step in the right direction. I keep trying to. What you're saying is what others have suggested. And, uh, yeah, and that would be getting beyond my ego, getting beyond whatever, you know. Yeah, big challenge. Jill, do you Getting see anything with, with your, your abilities? Do you see anything going down that path, if that's a, a good way to go, to try to get closer to I her physically? I think it's going to be a you... challenge. I think it's yeah. going to be a challenge um, for both of them. Well, because you said things to me, and that's the other thing. I don't know what to do with that information. Document it. For sure. I do. Yeah. You're, the, you're, do. you're visual there. Can't hear you. Can't hear you, Jill. Uh, did we lose Jill's audio? It sounds like it. We've lost her on the um, the blogs, the blog uh, talk. Fell off a blog talk. So let's see. I don't know if she can hear us. Uh, Jill should be back in a minute. We've got a, she has to recall into the show. 
Um, but I, I think what she was saying um, before she got cut off there was it's going to be a challenge for both of you. And the only one you can work on is yourself. So that's where you start would be my, my guess. I'm speaking for Jill, but that's what I was getting from her last bit of advice there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in total agreement. I, I agree. So, so we're, we're, we're still trying, trying to do what we can to get, get her back. <laughs> I think she's working on it. Jim, do you have any, any advice with your, your background on how to. Uh, my background doesn't, uh, doesn't, doesn't cover this kind of a problem, but, uh, uh, and I have, I have some friends who have been in similar situations, but uh, uh, and that's what that's where the information or the ideas that both you and I, Paul, brought up would come from. Is the exact same idea is that you, if you can build trust uh, uh, with the person who is kind of pushing you away, um, that you could build a bridge there, uh, and it doesn't have to be a, a great love or respect or appreciation, although that might end up happening in some ways. Uh, you might start to see things from her perspective, even though you don't justify her actions, at least you can understand them. Um, and that, that helps get a little empathy. That might help you to, uh, to feel better about doing that, even though you might not like it. Right. And Le- it's Lisa? Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to be the devil's advocate or, or, or look at the worst case scenario, but Let's um, let's say that, that things go uh, go south with that house and, and things get worse there. If you get yourself in um, as a resource to this woman and you don't call her on, on, on the, the, the little things that are coming up here and there, you might put yourself in a position to document things. Um, and I hate to even think of it this way, but um, if things get worse, you're going to be in a position to have that stuff. Um, you know, either in paper or photographs or whatever, where you can uh, make a, a case for custody. So it, I think that's one way of looking at it. It's not a happy way of looking at it, but the more of a resource you are to her, the less you challenge her, the more your eyes and ears can be open to um, really being there as a, an advocate for your grandson. If things do get so bad that you have to step in, uh, you'll have more ammunition there. You make a lot of sense in these points that you bring up, and it resonates for me. Okay. Well, Lisa, I, 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 we welcome your call, and we want to hear back from you, um, but we're, we're going to have to close the show down because we've lost our, our main resource here, Jill. But we, we definitely want to hear back from you as things progress, and we wish you the best. And I'll check on her raise. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. All right. Well, you have a good night, Lisa. Hopefully, we'll talk to you soon, and things will be better, and we'll have some resolution for you. Thank you all. Thank you. You're welcome. Sure. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for your call. Okay, so Jim, it looks like it's down to me like again. The two of us. <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to thank everyone for sticking with us through all excuse me, all of our technical issues that we've been having, it is Mercury retrograde and all kinds of different eclipses going on. So um, beware, everybody, that your communications and um, other issues in your life are going to be extra challenging this next two or three weeks. Um, Brace yourselves.
<laughs> so we want to thank you, um, all of our live stream viewers, those who called in tonight. We enjoyed hearing your stories, and we really appreciate you. Our next show is on Thursday, June 10th at 8 p.m., and the topic is letting go. It's very connected to tonight's episode. Um, in order to move forward, you often have to let go of your past. Lady Fontaine and Jim Elkin will reveal their advice and secrets to help you learn how to let go. So mark your calendars and be sure to join us for that exciting show in two weeks here on Blog Talk Radio, as well as video streaming live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For those interested, we'll be doing a show on relationships in the future, which will incorporate part two of what men want, combined with what women want and relationships in general. Stay tuned for our upcoming announcements for that show in upcoming weeks. Be sure to like our Facebook page to get all our details. We have lots of great topics in queue, and we welcome your suggestions for the topics that you want to talk to uh, us about. Email us at radioshow at ladyfontaine.com with your suggestions, testimonials, or just say hello. Um, we do have a special code. Each one of us is offering 50% off our services with the code. Jim, do you remember what it is? I think it's at the top of the uh, – here it is. I'm back. I, I think it's you're oh. back. Welcome back. I, uh, I'm I just gave try... the big spiel. Oh, we are finished. Yeah. We were almost wrapping up, but we've got, okay. we've we got a good 10 button. minutes left here. Let, let, let me give the discount code for our services, and you can uh, wrap the show up for us here. It is TLA0527WN. That's TLA0527WN. Lady Fontaine, take it away. I don't have a script in front of me, so uh, <laughs> I haven't gotten that far yet. So I don't know what you, how far along you've gotten. Do you? We we wrapped it up with, um, with Lisa, and we basically just reinforced the last bit of advice that you gave her. That if if okay. there if there's somebody to fix that relationship, it has to start with Lisa, and she has to let go of some of her ego and, and some of the other things, and not necessarily be this woman's friend but be a resource to her to kind of gain her trust. And I have to say that was pretty good. I mean, you came up with a very good answer there. You really did. I just think it's a very difficult challenge for both of them to be able to do that. And honestly, I I wish I could say that I felt things would, um, you know, just go wonderful and, um, you know, things would go smooth, but I feel she's got a challenge in front of her. I really do. Yeah. Well, we hope the best for her. Definitely. Um, I, I don't have my script and I don't want to spend the time. I'm coming back on video in case anybody cares. <laughs> there you are. Oh, there I am. Um, I, I think we're in a good spot to wrap up, but I just want to give you a chance to give any closing thoughts here for uh, the show and, if you had anything else you wanted to add. Well, um, there's a lot that I don't know that we got to talk about um, uh, regarding the law of attraction, but the most important thing I think is awareness and learning how to honor yourself and respect yourself. And whatever the inner work is, I mean, you know, um, Lisa called in and she explained a little bit about the way I work, but Google stuff. You know, how do I heal my past? Um, Jim and I both have talked on many, many shows about inner child work. We both incorporate that into our practices in different ways. Um, I find it extremely effective. Um, and I'm learning, actually, I'm, I'm in the process of getting certified in the newer updated version of inner child work is way different 
than back when we were in school. But I still teach my clients the old way, but I incorporate some of the newer stuff into it. But it works. I mean, there's so many different things. And there is probably books out there. There's workshops. There's seminars. There's a million different things that people can do to heal their past. But if you don't heal your past, I don't care how much you think about things, how much you believe it or think you believe it, or how much you visualize things your chance of really making any permanent changes in your life is going to be slim. We talked about the trying to manipulate the outer world. Anything that you do in trying to manipulate the outer world is a temporary fix. The only way to really change anything is to change you. And that's really the law of attraction to me. (laughs) And whenever, like if you're trying to draw in wealth in your life, um, there's always a poverty state of mind that you're stuck in. If you're trying to draw in love, there's some way that you're not loving yourself or that you feel unlovable. And those are the areas that you have to hit on and that you have to work on those, what I call the polarity of what it is that you're trying to draw in because there's gaping holes that we all have in our own energy. And those are the things that we need to fix. Otherwise, I don't care how many books you read on the law of attraction, and I would like to hear from actually some listeners or, or viewers out there, how many people have been successful in using the law of attraction without going through doing some sort of inner work. I'd be real curious to hear that. I, I can offer that. We've got five minutes left. I can offer a story from my own experience. Um, when I was really struggling after my, um, my first divorce, um, I was in New York City and uh, I was making – $15 an hour. I was really struggling financially and was not doing well. And I read a book that mentioned something about the green law of giving that you, you are to give uh, financially or time-wise or give of yourself so much beyond uh, what you think you can survive. And you're going to see that come back to you. Uh, I forget the, the law, you know, the, the, how much tenfold or whatever it was. Tenfold. So yeah. I, I, I took it seriously, and I, I went out Christmas Eve in New York City in 1995, 96, I think. And I drained my bank account and uh, basically went out with, I think, $800 and just walked around the city handing it out to people that I, I thought oh needed my it. God. Or, you know, I, I put $100 through somebody's window and, and just knocked on the window and said, hey, there's something stuck in your window. And I saw a woman on the subway who was begging for money and she was in tears. She was pregnant and had been kicked out of her home. And I gave her $200 and I just gave and gave and gave without any anticipation or hope that it would come back. Just, uh, I, I felt, you know, called upon to do this. Uh, I, I was going to, you know, going to try this thing and just give until it, it was scary that all that money was gone from my account and I didn't know how I was going to pay my bills. And within three months, my, my life had turned around entirely. The, the type of work that I came and snowballed, um, my income tripled, um, money came in from all over different places. People that I, I forgot owed me money, started sending money. And just this thing was incredible. And I was uh, almost a religious zealot about this for years. And I told all my friends about it. And I, I was like, you have to do this. You have to do this. And it's incredible. And, and I did it for, you know, a couple years. And then one year I tried doing it and something in my intention was wrong. Um, and I messed it up and, and I threw the whole thing out of balance and I never did it again. <laughs> but for a long time, this thing really worked. And I was in a good place because I wasn't expecting anything in return 
and my, my whatever frequencies and whatever resonance I had worked because I had created this by giving. And then when I tried giving with, and I think I had the expectation exactly. that I have to try this again. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really poor right now, so I have to try this again. I'm going to drain my bank account. And, 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 and you and probably wanted and it. it. And I blew it. And you, it. And, and yeah. you and wanted I, it. You yeah, wanted, wanted it, and you were bag. anxious about it. You wanted it. the gift. You wanted the gift. Right. You were after the gift. Yeah. So whatever point in my life, I just I messed it up, and I, I was never able to to do it again. Um, yeah. But that, it, that's the one time in my life that I really felt like that law of attraction and, and putting things out in the universe with the right intention when without the want and the need, um, it really worked. <laughs> you know, so I always say to... Go ahead, Sorry. Tim. You go. My, my wife and I are both acupuncturists. You know, we, we both we both went to acupuncture school, and that's where we met and started our practice uh, later after we got out of school. And, and one of the first things we said to each other is, when we we want to focus our practice on healing people, making a difference in people's lives, and not making money. And then along comes 2008, the recession, and all of our income and all of our savings and everything goes down the toilet and nobody's offering us anything and we're like oh this is going to be really hard to get through this one without focusing on the income but we did it and uh but but i noticed that every time we we start one of us starts focusing on oh we need to make more money that we don't that our patient load goes down all of a sudden people stop coming and the moment the moment we we really get back into focus on the on the healing everything comes back yeah the same same idea it's, you know it's, but it's, it's a lifestyle um, and just one more thing I wanted to add, and that is, there's an, there's an old saying in Chinese medicine that the, 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 if the root of the tree is, is bad, is sick, the branches will all be sick. You can never expect the branches to get well if the root is sick. Bingo. And that's exactly what you're talking right. about. If you don't do the inner work, the hidden stuff beneath the, beneath the surface, you will, you will never get a healthy tree. Yeah. You know, I give an example often to clients about, you know, let's assume you buy a house and you find out the foundation's bad, but eh, who cares? You know, you, you redecorate, you, um, you know, add an addition on and all this stuff. How long do you think that house is going to be in a functional standpoint before the bottom falls out from under you? Right. And that and that's pretty much really what Jim was saying, too, about the tree. And, you know, and, the, it, you know, you're not going to have healthy leaves if your root system is bad. It's always down to the core. But there's one thing I know we're almost out of time, but there's one thing that we haven't mentioned today that I think is so important, and that's gratitude. And to have a, to be in a state of gratitude, if you were grateful, Paul, instead of wanting to give out money because you needed it back. If you were grateful for all the times you gave money and you got it back, you probably would have gotten more money back, but you were more in that desperate mode rather than being in a state of gratitude. Gratitude is the most amazing thing. The things that you're grateful for, the universe will send you more things. Like if I'm grateful for having a beautiful home, that the universe will send me more things to be grateful for, more beautiful homes to be grateful for, more opportunities to be grateful for. And I tell people when they're in a relationship, if you're in, if you're in fear, what are you going to create? You're going to create havoc in your relationship. If you're afraid of losing a, a person, if you're afraid they're going to leave, if they're going to go away, trust me, they will. Right. 
Okay, with that, um, that's a, a wonderful way to end the show here. Um, yeah. We can all stand to um, display a little more gratitude. Um, and just a, a, a reminder here, all three of us are offering um, 50% off on our services, so please contact us here, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, take care of you here. Uh, please visit Lady Fontaine at ladyfontaine.com for a reading or life coaching session. And those listeners in New York, visit Jim at East West Healing Arts in Hartsdale, New York. The website is eastwesthealing.info. His Facebook page is forward slash East West Healing Arts. I have my own show on purerockradio.net on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. It's called Six Degrees. And we just want to say good night. We look forward to hearing uh, you on June 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Eye on the Future. Good night. Another great show thanks to our callers and wonderful listeners. Be sure to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Check back regularly for info on our next show here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss a show or want to listen again, you can listen to the podcast anytime here or on iTunes. Signing off from all of us here on Eye on the Future. Blessings.